Hey guys, you can now support this show and make your life 50% better by going to patreon.com forward slash the system is down and signing up for the Downers Club, where you're going to get access to a plethora of wild, crazy, and often offensive bonus audio and video episodes of the show on a weekly basis. For more information, just go to patreon.com forward slash the system is down. The following is a Goulash Media production. Goulashmedia.net. you ready to get riggedy riggedy wrecked with information well good because you're you've come to the right place it's me your host scott mcelroy this is the QAnon chronicles i'm giving you a little a little tidbit episode is what it's gonna be you're gonna notice in the coming days in the coming months that the format of this show might shift might change might shift and change a little bit from time to time um you know because i have license to do that and and because the information that we keep getting bombarded with is just so voluminous and increasing with each passing day, <clears throat> I it, 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 it's 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 a mighty task to try to give you all of it. I don't have the time to do it. You don't have the time to hear it. So depending on the week, depending on what's going on, I don't know. You may get a news blast. Big old blast of news, various topics, some related, some not, cornucopia, scattershot information, smorgasbord, you may get that, or you may get, uh, you know, a shorter episode, you may get a teaser episode, you may get a full-on episode, you may get a half episode, you might get a bonus episode. They may drop on Friday. They may drop outside of Friday. You might get more content than just once a week from the QAnon Chronicles in bits and pieces, potentially. What I'm trying to say is, you know, be warned. Things will change. Things will be different. Um, Some things will be the same. Now I don't even know what I'm saying. I feel like I'm rambling. I'm just trying to let you know that I might change things up every once in a while. You know, so there you go. That's what I've, that's, that's all I wanted to say about that. And now I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm going to move on to a thing that pisses me off. It's a thing that pisses me off. It's, uh, it's gas station related. Usually it's car related as you've probably come to expect. But listen, there are some states who don't have crazy taxes on their gasoline And there are some states who do have crazy taxes on their gasoline. And some of those states sit right next to each other or on top of each other. And some people live near the border of such states. And when you are such a person who lives on the border of such a pair of states with wildly disparate gas prices... 
you will have no doubt noticed that um, your gas stations that you used to frequent all the time in the cheaper state are now very busy all the time. And that's fine. People want cheaper gas. Makes sense. Drive across the border to get it. But listen, given that gas is a scarce commodity, that's not true. But the the gas pumps, maybe, the gas pump real estate is a scarce commodity nowadays in such a state. So don't, I don't know why people dilly-dally at the gas pump. That's what I'm trying to say, okay? I was I was waiting to get gas. And I was waiting behind this guy, and I could tell that he didn't have the pump on, like, at its fastest setting, which is already irritating. I had places to be. Come on, man. But then, he got done pumping his gas. He went for a full tank. No harm there. Again, I'm not going to shame him. That's what you do normally, right? You get a full tank of gas and whatever, except it's way busier now, and you got people behind you in line, you jerk. Anyway, he didn't even have it on the fastest setting. He, he fills up the whole tank. And then he, like, takes the pump out of his car and he stands there for a second. Like he's reviewing the events that just transpired. Don't know what he was thinking. He was just standing there, staring in the middle distance, blankly. Gets in his car. I don't know if he was answering a text message or if he was, you know, getting his Spotify all tuned up and every song that he wanted to listen to on his drive home queued up. I have no idea what was taking this man so long to start his vehicle and get away from the gas pump that I was waiting to access. I don't know what was taking him so long, but I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Actually, I was irrationally mad. I was I was very irrationally mad at the time. I'm over it now, but um, the point is that pissed me off. Okay, great. I'm glad we have come to an understanding about that. All right, so this week is going to be kind of a shorter week, uh, whatever. You, you can call it a teaser to a long episode if you like. I haven't even decided yet. I may or may not number this in the QAnon Chronicles. This might be called a bonus episode. This might be called a teaser episode. It might be called QAnon Chronicles number 54, but I'm not sure which one yet, or 55. Are we on 55 yet, imaginary producer? No? Yes? Ah, he can't answer. He's not real. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the name of this episode is going to be. That's the point I'm trying to make. I, okay, but shorter episode. Um, there's a lot that's been going on. Uh, I won't I won't dig into super big old details on it, but just you know, a couple touch points. The Flynn exoneration. Make no mistake, the end result is going to be exoneration, but we're getting a nice front row seat into the deep state and how it works. I think that if you've been listening to this show for a while, you might remember the name Emmett Sullivan, the judge that's been presiding over the Flynn case for a while. You might remember my speculation and analysis in the past that Emmett Sullivan is a good guy and that he replaced the judge that had to recuse himself, and that Emmett Sullivan is going to come to the rescue and, and rule fairly on this. doesn't look like that's the case, <clears throat> but the swamp runs deep, folks. And I am fully within my rights to be wrong. And I never said that that was 100% true 
for sure, just like I never say anything is 100% for sure, or very few things anyway. Um, but the reason that I don't think Emmett Sullivan is a good guy is because he opened up uh, the case to amicus briefings and is allowing a... <laughs> Man, I don't even remember the specific details about who this former lawyer worked for, but this former lawyer that Judge Sullivan has allowed to file an amicus briefing um, is like a former lawyer who is totally connected to and has represented deep staters in the past. And here's the other problem with amicus briefings is that that's kind of not even the function of an amicus briefing. An amicus brief should always be in favor of the defendant, meaning... Uh, an amicus brief should only be allowed if it is is an argument that's in favor of the defendant against the prosecution, you know, because there was a time in this country when, you know, our court systems functioned on behalf of the plaintiff and not the administration, right? But that's not how our courts, what do our courts owe, owe their duties to? Not to you and I, not to the person standing in front of the judge, but to the administration, to the state, you need to cross all your I's, whatever, dot all your T's or however they say it, and make sure that all the money goes to the state where it's supposed to go and it's all accounted for, or whatever. It's just, it's yet another big in-your-face example of the deep state, deep statin'. That's what they do, right? And it's good for us to watch them do it in real time because the more they do it, the more people wake up. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So don't worry. Uh, just because Sullivan is extending this doesn't mean that it's going to end any other way than the DOJ has already decided it's going to end, which is, yeah, we're not going to even pursue the case anymore because it was fraudulent. Also, more and more documents keep getting declassified, unmasking requests, and Susan Rice. And if you want to go take a look at the clip of her lying through her teeth about having no knowledge of any unmasking requests of you know U.S. citizens uh, in foreign you know, um, surveillance. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's uh, it's really good stuff. Also, touch on briefly that the, the um, Department of Justice, the Attorney General, said, Bill Barr said uh, earlier this week that as of what he knows today, meaning that day, um, there it doesn't look likely that there's going to be any criminal investigations of Biden or Obama and that Durham's investigation is uh, focused on other players. Right. Well, I'll just touch on that briefly. Don't worry about it. It doesn't mean necessarily that there will be no investigation of Biden or Obama or that there isn't any investigation of Obama and Biden. It's just that, you know, our attorney general knows how to do his job. And if those investigations are actually ongoing, then it would be prudent for you to not let the press know about it. They asked him point blank. Are you investigating Biden? Are you investigating Obama? But Barr's not a dummy. He knows you don't tell the media anything until it's time to tell the media something, right? So the fact that he said, based on what I know today, based on what I've seen today, as of today, I don't think there's going to be an investigation. That doesn't mean that that's everything that he's going to see. So just hang on tight. Don't worry. If I mean, if you're worried, you may not be worried. I don't know. That's quite presumptuous of me to think that you, the listener, are worried that Obama and Biden aren't going to be investigated and, and put in jail. Uh, but, you know, there are people that are worried that that's not going to happen. And there are people that think that it should happen, but never will happen. And there are people everywhere in between. 
Um, and that's just a that's just a couple of the things that have happened this week. Uh, we also flipped the uh, the um, Congress seat that Katie Hill, the pervy, the pervy freshman California congresswoman who was sleeping with multiple staffers, if you remember her. Yeah, we flipped her seat back red in California. And uh, also protests are happening in Chicago because of like, you know, the draconian tyranny that's going on in the city. Uh, so, you know, people are pissed off, uh, pissed off enough to mobilize in places where they've been atomized and um, uh, uh, separated for, for so long, right? Uh, places like California, we haven't flipped a seat, we haven't flipped a seat back to red in, I, I don't even honestly know how long in California it's been since we've done that. That is a litmus test for how the public feels about what's going on right now because remember is it better to tell people the truth or is it better to show people the truth um in illinois we'll also touch on that real quick um the uh fat pritzker governor's attempts to consolidate all of his power and do crazy stuff failed pretty much they rescinded a lot in the decision on May 20th, they rescinded a lot. There's not going to be fines, no arrests, no jail time for operating your business or whatever. Here's the thing I'll point out is that that shouldn't have happened in Illinois. Like, according to the Illinois politics rules of the last 40 years, yeah, that shouldn't have happened, right? And in fact, in order for that decision to have been made, they would have had to have flipped at least two Democrats on the uh, council that was in charge of deciding whether or not they were going to move forward with these with these uh, things. Two Democrats, at least on the council, would have had to vote against the wishes of Pritzker and Madigan in order for that decision to have been reached. And uh, that doesn't happen in Illinois. You don't you don't go against Mike Madigan in Illinois. Not every Democrat that's a congressperson or a senator in the state of Illinois is a bad person. It's just that when they get into office, they quickly figure out, I'm either going to do what I'm told or I'm not going to get reelected because they're going to run somebody against me in my own primary and remove all of my funding. And that's how Madigan goes. Well, here's the thing. I don't think Madigan is as unassailable as he used to be, and I don't think his caucus is as ironclad as it used to be. I think the feds are on to him. I think that we've gotten... Uh, guilty pleas from Ed Burke and Martin Sandoval already, and we are, and we have open investigations going on into other senators and congresspeople and mayors in Illinois. So I bet money that Madigan, he's probably not in the same power position that he used to be, and that is evidenced by the fact that Illinois dodged the bullet. Um, it's it, it it's like we dodged a bullet and we accepted just a, like a bludgeon instead. You know, it's not like it's all good now in Illinois. It's just that we didn't get shot in the head. We just got hit in the head with a big two by four instead, which still sucks, but it's not fatal, right? Cool. Um, all right, what else we got? Uh, basically, I just wanted to bring up what Q is posting about lately. And by lately, I mean, I'm just going to touch on what he talked about yesterday. Um, Just so that you get a picture of what Q wants your focus to be on. And also just to prove to you that Q doesn't just sit there and blow smoke out of his own ass. Q actually posts real links to real verifiable documents and then asks you some rhetorical questions about what 
why he might be sharing those. So <clears throat> to start, he linked to an article on thefederalist.com. Uh, it's the headline is how the Obama administration weaponized surveillance laws to target Trump. He just posted that with no commentary, just posted a link to that in the morning yesterday. And then a couple minutes later, he posted a New York Times article. Headline is Senate Intelligence Committee CIA interrogation report. Uh, And then Q comments worth remembering. Who was the quarterback? So this article is detailing how John Brennan was the QB, essentially the point of contact and the organizer of the Trump-Russia investigation, which we now know, due to declassified documents from the DNI, was a complete farce from start to finish, knowingly propagated on you, the American people, and on members of our own government to convince them that there was any reason whatsoever to be spying on an opposition party's political campaign and then continuing to spy on them when they won and became the administration. Yeah, John Brennan, he was the one running point on all of that, and I wonder if that's going to come back to bite him sometime in the future. Q also posted a link uh, later that morning to CIA.gov uh, link, and this is a reading room link on the CIA.gov, and this is a bunch of documents describing the historical relationship between the CIA and news reporters, just so that so that you can take a look at our own government's declassified information about just how much they like to f with your brain by injecting propaganda into the news that you consume. And it's important to know that, especially given what's going on in the world right now uh, and in our country in terms of what the news is telling us we should and shouldn't be doing or believing. So it's good. It's good to keep uh, keep uh, an eye on that. Okay, also, Senate has just confirmed John Ratcliffe as the next director of national intelligence. So Rick Grinnell, the guy that's been declassifying all this crap, he was just the acting DNI. But we've got confirmation, folks. The next director of the national intelligence is going to be John Ratcliffe. Ratcliffe is a fantastic guy. And Ratcliffe's name has been prominent, along with Devin Nunes and um, what's the other guy's name? I guess not prominent enough for me to remember it. John Doug Collins. There it is. Doug Collins, Devin Nunes, Matt Gates, um, and, and John Ratcliffe. These are all top tier names, um, top tier allies of our republic uh, over the past couple of years. And now Ratcliffe is in charge. He's got the keys to the information castle. Ratcliffe is the guy who gets to choose what the public gets to know and what the public doesn't get to know. And I think that Ratcliffe is is heavily in favor of the public knowing a lot of things that the public has not known officially as of yet. So keep your eyes on that. But That's what Q posted. It was a link to Fox News just letting us know that the Senate has confirmed Ratcliffe. And then he comments on that link and he says, buckle up. So get ready, folks. Next Q post yesterday, post to a Twitter uh, link. And this is a Twitter link about uh, hydroxychloroquine being given proactively to more than 40,000 healthcare workers in the UK. Proactively is the key word there. Now, I'll touch on this hullabaloo a little bit. Saw a lot of people on the interwebs 
uh, freaking out because Trump has been taking hydroxychloroquine for the past three weeks and just casually dropped that fact during a press conference earlier this week. These people are literally saying that it's very irresponsible for Trump to be taking such a dangerous drug and that you could die of a heart attack if you were to take this drug and how they can't believe that the president would just be so irresponsible. I don't know what world these people are living in where the Secret Service and our government are allowing the president to take a drug that's dangerous and ineffective. But um, I don't know. I kind of feel like there are a bunch of conspiracy theorists about it, which is hilarious to me. Like, in what world is there a conspiracy theory that would result in our government being okay with our president taking a dangerous, unproven, risky, ineffective drug? Huh, interesting. You know what I actually think? I think that that it's not dangerous. What? I know. That's crazy. How why would I think that? Why would I think it's not dangerous? What what uh, in what world would that be the case? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't think it's dangerous. I don't think it's risky I, and I think that it's effective in fact. I I there's a great thread that I retweet on my show notes Twitter feed. That details in great, extensive, well-documented um, uh, detail, that was redundant, that um, that uh, this drug is actually highly effective and has been used all over the world with great results. And yet our media wants us to believe that it's a very dangerous, very, 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 very dangerous drug that we shouldn't be taking it. Interesting, okay? Interesting, right? Now, Q's posted all this stuff about CIA and journalists, and now he's posting this stuff about HCQ being given to 40,000 people proactively, healthcare workers in the UK. And I've seen uh, a bunch of data proving that this is an effective treatment, and yet our media doesn't want us to believe that it's effective. So Q comments, and he says, but at Team Cavuto said that it will kill you, dot, 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 referring to Cavuto on Fox News, who literally said, if you take this drug, it will kill you. And Q continues his commentary. He says, why are select journalists so invested with instilling fear regarding HCQ, which has been on the market for 40 years? Is this about health and well-being of people or something else? Is this about the virus or something else? And then Q goes on. Another post, he posts, he says, how do you convince people a vaccine is necessary? And then he posts a link to uh, hhs.gov site CDC, uh, influenza deaths request correction RFC. And then he quotes from that link. And the quote is, U.S. data on influenza deaths are false and misleading. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention acknowledges the difference between flu death and flu-associated death, yet uses the terms interchangeably. Additionally, there are significant statistical incompatibilities between official estimates and national vital statistics data. Compounding these problems is a fear uh, is a marketing of fear, a CDC communication strategy in which medical experts predict dire outcomes during flu seasons end quote and then q says apply to covid19 data reports it's right there it's right there in front of your face the cdc says it pretty freaking crazy goes on to post a link to breitbart um 
And it's the DOJ Democrats paid Pennsylvania election officials to stuff the ballot box. So that's a Pennsylvania election official just got arrested for stuffing the ballot box. Cool, because voter fraud is not real, right? Just so that you remember, it's not real. That's fake. Voter fraud doesn't happen, except for Republicans. They do that sometimes, but never, ever Democrats. And don't you forget it, you idiot white supremacist. Racist, racist. Sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. Um, then he posts a link to a clip of who's the reporter? I've seen it before. Yes, Mika Brzezinski on MSNBC. This was a couple of years ago where she literally said that it is the media's job to control what people think. And Q posts a link to that clip, and he says, worth remembering. And then the last thing Q posted, which was yesterday, was <clears throat> a screenshot of his post from July 9th, 2019. And he simply said in that post, surveillance of Supreme Court and John Solomon terminated. Sleep well. And then he posts a link today. Uh, after that screenshot, uh, headline is Fox News, Trump impeachment inquiry, Devin Nunes, State Department, Yovanovitch, strange irregular requests, monitor press journalists. And he says, worth remembering soon. So go to qmap.pub. That's where I'm going to end it today. Just go. Uh, the time is now. If you're listening to this show, the time is now to start looking at Q posts for yourself. I think that there's some, enough information. I think you have, the listener, personally experienced enough and seen enough experientially that Q posts might make sense to you. You might be able to put things together. It might not be such a crazy slog and uh, you might not think it's the craziest thing in the world after all. So I highly encourage you to start looking at qmap.pub yourself. There are also apps on Android and iPhone um, to let you know when new Q drops happen in real time. Um, so go do that and inform yourself because uh, it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to be informed. Anyway, that's all I got for you. Until uh, next week or earlier than that, we'll see. I don't know. Depends on how I feel. Like us, share us, subscribe to us on all of your favorite social media sites and all of the social media sites that you hate and detest. Join the Downers Club on Patreon.com and donate a minimum of $5 a month, maybe more if you feel so uh, inclined. Um, and, you know, you also get to hang out virtually with people who also are members of that club. How cool is that? You, they, both members, together, a club. <sighs> Can't beat that. So what are you waiting for? Just do it. Click the button. Give us money so that we can keep giving you enjoyment and entertainment and information and all other sorts of crazy stuff. I'm talking too much. I'll let you go. Bye-bye. This has been a Goulash Media production. Goulashmedia.net. This concludes our broadcast day. Click.